Well, I think there's a bit of an unsung hero in the story, or a sign in the story of Christmas, and that's the star. I wonder who has been the star in the school nativity play? Anyone? It's a starring role, but it's not a big role. Um, and, and, you know, there's something about being the star, which I always thought was rather sort of brilliant, obviously, and wonderful, and, and kind of illustrious, but also slightly short-lived and slightly overlooked. But, but there's something about it, isn't it? There's something about the star that you think, hold on, there's something more here, something that we might be missing. There's something in the message, because the star foretells the birth of Jesus. It's, it, it's leading us into a place where we can see and meet the real light of the world. If you want to meet the light, follow the star. And I want to encourage you all today, after a season of kind of significant darkness in our lives, to look again at the Christ child and the symbol of the star, to see this great light. In John 1.5, it says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Francis of Assisi said that all of the darkness in the world cannot expunge the light of a single candle. It's this amazing idea that no matter how much darkness we heap onto a candle, no matter how much darkness might encroach on this one solitary light, none of it can win. None of it can overcome. And I want to give you a message today of hope in that in this Christ child we find again light, that the star is a sign that a great light is coming. In Luke 17, 24, it says that for the Son of Man... uh, in his day will be like lightning which flashes uh, and lights up the sky from one end to another. You know, there's different sorts of lights. Aren't there? I, I, I think it's very hard to find genuine darkness in our house. Last year, we went through a plethora of buying sort of neon t-shirts for everyone that glowed in the dark. At one point, we were all in the toilet, all together going, is it glowing yet? We couldn't find anywhere in our house that was actually dark enough to work out whether these t-shirts actually worked or not. Because there's always a crack somewhere in the doorframe which will let in some light. Even in the darkest darkness, it feels that light is just sneaking in. And I want to encourage you to know that even in this darkest darkness, light is sneaking in to your life today. Just by being in this building, the light of Christ is amongst us and with us. But there are different sorts of light. We've got these amazing candles. I love candlelight. You know, it's so enduring, particularly these church candles. They they kind of go on and on. It's great for economy of the Church of England. You know, we fire them up five years ago, and they're they're sort of still working today. And you're going, wow, is it still going? And and then there's this sparkling light. There are these moments in our church which are kind of high points, like this morning, where everything's kind of on fire and, and vibrating with God's goodness. And still the old church candles kind of keep burning throughout the year. Year. I want to encourage you to see the light of Christ not just on this high and holy day, but when this light seems to dim, to know that these lights endure. You know, the, the light of Christ is this in, enduring light. It says in John 4:16, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. There's so many lights, aren't there? We, we, we dress up this church. It's not the most environmentally friendly, I don't think, but we, we dress this church in lights. 
You know, we, we keep them burning. Last night, me and Tim were saying, let's leave the lights on, you know, between our crib service and our midnight service. Because we, we wanted everyone to see the church is not dead. People say, oh, an old church looks like it's closed. No, we're not dead. We are alive with the light of Christ. We want to put the lights on and let you know that the lights are on. We want everyone to see that there is a, a great light, a great hope in a season of darkness. But this isn't some sort of impersonal light. Because Actually, Jesus is not just a general light, a household light, a light that lights up the church. Jesus is also a searchlight. And he picks out individuals because it says that he's come to seek and save that which is lost in Luke 19.10. The light of Christ is not some sort of obtuse light that sort of generally loves everyone because we're all English and Anglican and, hey, you know, let's all think that we're all, you know, we're all part of this obtuse light. No, it's a specific light that God is shining on each of us saying, come and get to know me. I, I want to befriend you. I want to connect with you. I want to transform you. And I want to give you hope in a difficult season. So God is a searchlight. And Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost. But Jesus is also a torchlight. In John 18, 12, he says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but have the light of life. If, who, who likes, I know Tim likes camping and Joe, they love camping. There's nothing worse than camping when you've forgotten your torch. I, I've done that too. I'm, I'm the most disorganized camper ever. And so I'm like, oh, I've got a tent, I've got a sleeping bag, it will be okay. And then you're like, oh no, I haven't got any matches. I can't eat anything and I haven't got a torch. I can't see anything. So I can basically lie down in a semi-built tent for sort of the whole night and then work out the next day what's been going on. You know, living life like that is pretty depressing and difficult. We're not meant to live life in the darkness. Jesus came as a light to the world to light up our lives, torchlight for the everyday, a searchlight to bring us to know him, but a torchlight to show us how to live with him. You know, Jesus lights also firelight. In Matthew 3.11, John the Baptist who is just precursor to the story of Jesus. It says, I baptize you with water, but one who comes after me, more powerful than I, will come. The straps whose sandals I'm not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Firelight. That God come to offer us a power, his spirit to dwell within us, to transform us, and to transform the world around us. We can't do it on our own. We need the light of Christ living within us. It's interesting, isn't it, from our reading today? Where is the one who's been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose, and we've come to worship him. It's his star. He's the star of the day. He's the star of our story. And he's called us to live like stars in the universe. In Philippians 2.15, it says, children of God, that's what we'll be called, without blemish, in the midst of a crooked or depraved generation, among whom you are seen as bright lights, beacons shining out clearly in the world of darkness. You know, we're called to, to kind of to find it, the light of Christ sort of dwelling within us and, and then you know, holding it in our hands. No, actually sharing it with others. You know, catch Tim. Throw it back to me. Oh, thanks. What about you, Max? Can, can you catch? 
You're right, hold out your hands. It's quite delicate. Okay, catch it. That's it. Now throw it back. To... Okay, cool. Great. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're called to carry the light and to give that light away, to share that light with those around us. Christianity is not a self-orientated faith. It's an other-orientated relationship. The church exists primarily for its non-members in order that we might be a light that shares the light of Christ with a broken and hurting world. And we want you today to receive that light. In Matthew 5.16 it says, Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Our purpose today is to share the light and love of Jesus with you. And I pray that you might know your purpose and your calling is to share the love and light of Jesus with those around you today. It's been a really challenging and difficult couple of years now. And many of us struggle with that feeling of hopelessness and encroaching darkness. But there's nothing like living in the safety and surround of the fire. Even though the darkness might be at our backs, the warmth and light is on our face and hands. And I want to invite you as we pray and close today's service, just to welcome in the great light of Jesus Christ to bring you hope and healing and transformation and the hope and healing and transformation of this nation today. Lord Jesus, thank you that you are the light. It was your star. And we pray right now that we might receive the light of Christ. Come into our hearts today, Lord Jesus. Come in and make your dwelling within us. Transform us. Kindle a fire within our hearts that we might know your love and love like you love. And we pray, Father, that we might share the light of Christ within our families, amongst our friends, and with our communities, and across our nation, this night, this morning, and forevermore. Amen.